Welcome back to another episode of the Bush League Podcast. I am your co-host, Dalton Thompson. He is Zach Bashby. Zach, what is going on? I uh, I quite frankly have no idea, to be honest with you. Um, this week has not been a good week for the Redbirds, so... Uh, Leave it at that. It has been tough to watch. I uh, we we've been texting back and forth, uh, really this whole week. Anytime something happened, um, and, and we can jump right into it. Um, Tyler O'Neill, what what's what's going on? You know, uh, there's a play specifically that Ali Marmol, the Cardinals manager, called out Tyler O'Neill in his effort and hustle. I was at the game. Uh, I had clear view of the play at hand because I stood up as soon as the ball was hit because it was hit right at Acuna. I didn't think they – my personal opinion, outside looking in, I don't think they should have sent him. I think he was toast as soon as Acuna came up throwing. He's got a cannon. That's one part of the equation. The other part of the equation is, was O'Neal running full speed? Zach, based on – all of the comments made between uh, Ali, Tyler, the media. What are your thoughts? Um, so what was funny is I actually had um, I had the game playing uh, in the office that I was working in, and people who weren't like you know baseball fans, they uh, they're like as soon as he ran a third, you saw him kind of like let up, I guess, to look into right field to see if Acuna had it or not. Um, they had actually made the comment. They're like, oh, he's not really running. You know, I thought that as well, but I was also seeing different point of views of people at the game that um, it actually did look like he was running uh, at full sprint. But I've seen, I've seen different angles. Some angles makes it look like he's going full speed. Others don't. There's a part of me that's on the fence of like they shouldn't have they just shouldn't have sent him at all. There was uh, yeah. If he doesn't go, it I think it's first and first and third with two outs or something like that. Um, We were already down by four or five at that point, but I just I I didn't see much benefit of going. You know, I there I think they could have saved the headache all around if they just played a little more conservative and obviously the way the Cardinals have been hitting so far this season comes in waves, but you know, um, at the end of the day, O'Neill said he was going full speed. Marmol simply doesn't think that he was. And it's been in the media pretty, pretty up and up front and center. You know, there's not like any kind of separation of, of house and state here. You know, there's there, everything is out in the open. So, I think the way they're handling it is only causing more problems in the Cardinal clubhouse. So I prefer yeah, I think, not to hear I think about it any was, of this. Yeah, me either. I think it should have just been kind of closed door. It even got to, you know, Musaylock even interviewing about it. Right. Um, with, by, with Jim Hayes. But uh, 
I don't. I think it was a no good situation, no matter what. I don't think Pop Warner should have should have sent him. I mean, Acuna has a cannon. It's a short right field. Bases yeah. were going to be loaded. I think it was only one out. Or was there two outs? Yeah, two outs. Yeah. Well, um, it was first and second with two outs, and yeah. O'Neill was on second. If he doesn't go, it's bases loaded for uh, Arenado in like the mm-hmm. sixth inning or something. But the the moral of the story is. I, Marmol kept saying, you know, if if he was going full speed, it wouldn't have even been a contest. Like there would have been no throw. I don't no, think there's been. I think he I think he would have been out. I don't yeah, I don't think it matters who is running. It could have been Corbin Carroll or or anybody that that runs over 30, 30 foot a second, which is considered elite in the big leagues. And that's what Tyler O'Neill, he's I think he's averaging like 30 and a half or 31, but He's an elite runner. I, I think even half – I think even the fastest guy in the league, if there's anybody faster than O'Neal, I don't think anybody's getting in safe on that, especially with no play. Yeah, I think it's going to be close no matter who's going to be running. Um, but I also think like people – so what I, what I was thinking, what O'Neal was probably thinking, was as soon as he rounded third, he's looking up to see whether Acuna had bobbled it or he has it in his glove. But he's also listening to Pop Warner. So he's probably slowing down just a tad bit, but not fully, to where you know he's he's gotta make a decision whether and his big his his rebuttal to Ali was he's he's very focused on his form and he's trying to stay healthy. He's trying to stay out on the field. And he wants and, to be there all one sixty two. Right, but at the same time, it's like you you you're in position to be successful. You're going yeah, to you're get hurt. You're gonna get hurt whether you're trying to or trying not to. You just got to go out and play hard. They're like, we're not paying you to to think about your health. We're paying you to go out and play baseball and be successful on the field, so that we we don't have to worry about you staying healthy if you're if you're taking care of yourself. You know that's half the battle, but. Yeah, I, I just thought that was kind of goofy for for whatever yeah. reason that he's he's worried about his running, you know, his form when he's running to stay healthy. He's a he's a veteran of the game. He's been in for you know a couple of years now, more than a couple of years now. But if he's a third of the way to home plate, and he sees Ronald Acuna Jr. scooping the ball up and throwing it to home plate. He has, I would say, he has more that he's more than capable of making the decision of being, hey, I'm not going to make this. Why don't I go back and love bases and the Lenardo's up? Right. Right. I think he, he's more than capable of that. I think Ollie Marble wouldn't have scolded him for going back to third or Pop Warner for. Well, the more know. that you watch, like, the. The more that you watch the video of him rounding third, like Pop Warner is not even in eyesight of O'Neill as he's coming around second. Like he's coming from second to third. Warner's like all the way up the third baseline. So like to that point, he's not even like giving signals at that point. It's like a do what was you want. Was he trying to stop him? It didn't look like he was trying to do either. Like he was so far up the third baseline that 
to even see him, you had to be looking for him. That's the whole point of having your third base coach in eyesight of third base so that you can see him. So maybe maybe that's something we did here. Was I, I never heard anything from Pop Warner's point of view. So who, who's who, well at this at this point he'll probably deny sending it. But right. Um, well, and, and at the end of the day too, it's like it was one play that had you know an effect on the game in a sense that we didn't get to see Arenado up with the bases loaded. But at the same time, we were already down by I don't know four or five runs at that point. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a pivotal part of the game, but it, it just kind of goes to show that Marmol is really trying to instill this different atmosphere in the clubhouse. You know, like and and that's been kind of the sentiment throughout all of this is like play the Cardinal way or, or be, you know, hustle and, and uh, make sure the vets are, are happy essentially is, is the motto lately. So, you know, I, th- I think it's great that Marmol is instilling some kind of clubhouse culture, but not at the expense of a player that we really need to succeed this year for us to be successful. No. And I've never seen any prior managers kind of any prior Cardinal managers ever throw any of the other players under the bus. Like you never saw, you know, Marino or La Russa. Yeah. Um, you just, you just never saw. Well, never this, saw is the, this is the so. second time. This is the second time this has happened. He called out Bader for not uh, running out of a, a, a pop-up or something like that. And he benched him the next day. So, I mean, you know, he, he is, he's already got a reputation for, for making sure players are playing hard, which you got to appreciate out of a coach. I definitely don't think he's in the wrong for how he reacted with the situation. It's just, it's, I uh, think it was all out of emotion. Yeah. At, at, the moment. I, right. at the moment, I think it was completely out of uh, emotion. Um, but I think it's settled now, but hopefully ever. Yeah. I think, it, I think, I think it's settled now, but I think it's also still weighing on Tyler. O'Neal, um, you know, his production since that has not really been the best and missed a, a fly ball earlier today, I think, right, right over his head. Um, I don't yeah, know, maybe it's, it's still kind it's of way off conscious. Right, yeah, I, I, it's tough, especially with someone like O'Neal who is such like a pivotal part of the lineup because he's in the middle and he, he can help flip over a lineup if, you know, leading off an inning or, or two outs, you know, with the big dogs on base. It's uh, you need his production and you need him a hundred percent in. So it's uh, yeah, we hope he uh, he breaks out of it because these last five games have been tough Atrocious. to watch on both sides of the spectrum. The Cardinals went one and four against the Braves and Brewers. Um, they won yesterday. We're recording this on Sunday, um, Master Sunday, the ninth. Uh, shout out John Rahm. Uh, big time listener, big time Cardinals fan. Um, I'm just kidding. That's not true. But um, yeah, it's a uh, it's been tough to watch going one and four. And I think the the obvious answer and the answer we're going to touch on is the pitching. It, it's it all falls on the pitching of especially do you think, do you think uh, base runners left on base or pitching has been the worst? I think pitching, pitching by what, and and when I say pitching, I mean more starting pitching. Like our bullpen's yeah. been decent, besides yeah, like two pitchers. Decent. 
We've had two mm. pitchers give up the brunt of the runs out of the bullpen, Jordan Hicks, Hicks. And, and Palante. So, I yeah. mean, as far as our bullpen goes, they're not they're not looking bad. It's just two pitchers kind of bogging down the rest of the staff. But our starters, I, I took some notes. Jack had six walks, gave up four hits, two earned, got the loss. Woodford gave up six hits, three earned, got the loss. Mats gave up ten hits, four earned, got the loss. Michaelis gave up nine hits, five earned, got the loss. You know, it's these. Uh, our starting pitching has been very hittable throughout this season. I mean, Mats gave up ten hits, Miles gave up nine, Woody gave up six, and I and then the start before I think he gave up seven or eight. So I mean, I Monty think he gave me a little bit of hope yesterday. He threw a gem. I mean that, and he he has to. I mean, you in that situation, that's the only way to bounce back. And he came out and did his job. So three hits, two walks, nine Ks, got the win in seven innings. That's all you mm-hmm. can ask for, especially out of someone like Monty, who's kind of a swing man in the rotation. So it's um, but the other four got to pick it up. I mean, that's just plain and simple. Starting pitching has to be better. I think um, bluntly. Um, I think you just got to call up Lib and give somebody, put somebody in the bullpen. Yep. I don't think there. I don't think there's really any other solution other than bringing up Libertor, put him in a starting spot. He's been killing it in AAA. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's definitely then, he's definitely earned it. I mean, he's definitely earned an opportunity to to pitch in the starting rotation. So. I'd imagine I mean, that move is probably coming if we see another start like we did today with Woodford. Yeah, I don't. It has been. I I turned off my. T- I I never turn off my my phone or TV to watch a Cardinals game, but this week I I've, I've been turning off the phone and TV the last the last like four innings. I just I can't watch. It's, it's so heartbreaking because they look so good. They look so good in spring training, and then they come out here. They just—I don't know. They just—it looks like a completely different team. But that's—that's that's so weird. It's been happening around the entire league. It's not just St. Louis right. that's really been. Um, well, I mean, besides the getting dragged, besides the Rays, I mean, everyone else is kind of going through that same up and down, you know, with their their big dogs getting hit around or, um, you know. Teams that should be winning games are losing games. The Diamondbacks are in first place in the NL West. Who had, <laughs> who had that on their bingo card? You know, it's it's pretty crazy to to see. I don't. I just. I don't. I don't really know a solution to the pitching and the hitting. And well, the I, hitting's not bad. I honestly, it's think... the it's the leaving the players on base. Yeah. We had what? How many times this past week? Bases loaded. We had four. We had four games. Four of our last five games, we've left over ten runners on base. That yeah, it's crazy. That is terrible. And it, I mean, and you got to look at your big dogs. You know, you got to look at Goldie and Arenado. I mean, Nato's only had only has four ribbies. Goldie only has one RBI in the last five games. So it's tough to produce if you're not going to produce with other runners on base. So it's it, you know it, it's great that everyone's producing as far as hitting goes you know, um, but but it's like singles and bloopers and yeah you gotta have here and there. you gotta have production when it counts and when it matters you know yeah it's great that everybody on in the lineup is a hit but it doesn't matter when all of them are singles 
and they're in completely separate different, you know, innings. Well, uh, one bright spot that we can touch on, well, a couple of bright spots, but the brightest spot has been the rookie, the chosen one. I was just – I was getting ready to say – Mr. Uh, Jordan Alexander. Yeah, he uh, he tied Ted Williams today for the youngest player with the longest hitting streak. Nine games. His first nine, nine games. games he has hit safely. In his last uh, in his last six games, he's eight for twenty two. Hit his first league, uh, first big league bomb, and then turn around and hit his second when Zach predicted off the pitcher that Zach predicted. So credit to Zach. Left center, kind very, of left. Very impressed. <laughs> very impressive. We'll take one it. and a half points. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give you one and a half on that. So mark that down. First <laughs> point scored. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty sick. But he he's got. Two home runs, six ribbies. Um, still is yet to walk, which is oh no, he walked. He had one walk. Yeah, he walked right. once. So he, uh, but I mean, he's his OPS is uh, almost eleven, you know, eleven hundred. So credit Jordan Alexander Walker for uh, for at do least you, giving us something to cheer about. Do you move him up in the lineup then? Yes, and that was something I was going to ask you because the way that he's hitting. I one, I see, the appre- I, I see him. I see the apprehension of moving up to the two hole. He's not as protected. I think mm-hmm. he. I think it's more as a, is expected of him. Right now, he's in the bottom half of the lineup. Those hitters don't get pitched the same as your hitters in the two, three, four zone. So mm-hmm. he's seeing different pitches where he's at in the lineup right now. There's pitchers are still trying to figure out what what's going to get him out. So. I could see him getting moved up to like the five hole. I think that would be perfect. He's uh, he's backing up Arenado whenever it gets to that two outs and a runner on second or something like that. Contreras just mm-hmm. hasn't he hasn't produced enough yet to for me to believe in him being a five hole. But if Jordan Walker is going to keep playing the way he has, I see no reason why not to move him up to the five hole. You know, let him see more more pitching and in, in situations where he can drive a run in. Yeah, I. Uh... I think that's something Ollie has to consider is moving him up to a to the five hole, maybe even the to the two hole. I mean, maybe if his OPP is going to be, you know, just stay up there, might as well just, you know, keep him in there and put him in the two hole and get him on base, whether yeah, single double or whatever. But yeah, I mean, five hole sounds more appropriate for him. Uh, put Contreras maybe in the six. Yep. Um, I don't know why, but we keep. Putting Andrew Kisner behind the plate. It's yeah. Been, that's probably one of the more things. I, I so everybody bad. everybody is in agreement that he should not be in the starting lineup my, ever. All my Carl's Twitter is I don't know why Adam Kisner is hitting. I don't know why we Contreras didn't start today. It, it, it was usually yeah. I mean, usually Sundays are good days to give your catchers an off day. You catch five games in a row and sit out the six, something like that. It's usually pretty typical. Yeah, but you got to consider business, this, is, but yeah, yeah. But this is a, the the way they've been playing. You got to keep like you're just number one guys there, just to get some kind of groove going. Or I don't know what I I don't know what needs to happen. Well, hopefully um, his day off today allowed him to get well rested for this next stretch of games. Um, a couple other things to touch on. Nato hit his 300th career home run. Mm-hmm. Nolan Arenado, you are a St. Louis Cardinal for life. 
congratulations to that man. How do you think he's feeling after this first week? Probably not good. After his after his opt in, probably not good. I don't think I know. I definitely and and obviously we're we're giving a little bit of an overreaction with the beginning of the season. We're nine games in. There's 150 some to go. 153 to go. So yeah. we've got to got to keep our minds on the right path because well, it's game better to 40, get game 50. Out of the way now. Yeah, absolutely. Game 40, game 50. We're going to be looking back at this and in, in like remember when the Cardinals started three and six and now they're you know twenty and or or thirty and twenty. You know, yeah, things yeah. can change very fast. And that and and I guess that kind of leads us into this uh, preview for this upcoming week. Um, we've got the Rockies three games. We should take Colorado. Seven. I think we. I think realistically six and one, but I think seven and zero oh is definitely on the table. Hopefully, I mean you gotta. You yeah, gotta but you never know. They come through. Rockies have been playing decent, and I they have been, been. They they've been playing decent too. So. You, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to expect out of this ball club. My right uh, my now. realistic week prediction is going to be this time next Sunday. Five and two. Five and two. Yeah. I think we take two of three from the Rockies and uh, three three of four from the Pirates. And by this time next Sunday, we will be sitting. That would make us five and two, and we are three and make us eight and eight. Put us at five hundred. Get us back on track. Start the season fresh. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, we we gotta take advantage of more of these uh, these lower half teams. We've yeah, got to take advantage lower of half lower teams. half teams. And I still think the Diamondbacks are probably going to be in that lower half team division as well. So from leading from tomorrow the tenth with the Rockies all the way to the nineteenth with the Diamondbacks, I think we should at least go seven and three. If not eight and two, I don't know. I'm at a, I'm not at a loss for words, but I'm trying to keep positive. I mean, there's like you said, there's 152, 152 games left in the season, <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe it's just, uh, yeah. We expect as long as we get this slump out of the way, get it then. Yeah, as long as we get the slump out of the way, and it's not, you know, July and August. And we're and that's, still doing this. And that's all that it is, Zach. You gotta remember it all that it is is a slump. It is not the team. It is a slump, and they're gonna be just fine. Yeah, and you lose um you know, you lose a veteran guy last year, Yachty, and well, two veteran guys last year that probably had a lot of guidance throughout the season. That yeah. probably kinda held the team together with You gotta hope some, that some information. So right. You gotta hope that Arenado and, and Goldschmidt are the leaders that we we you know presume them to be. So uh I think I think the team's in good hands. They're gonna we're gonna get through this bumpy patch, start the season fresh and and get back on track because obviously the central's the division to take and we gotta take advantage of these games against the lower half. So this time next Sunday, five and two. That's my official prediction. Okay. Yeah, I was. I would agree with the with the five and two. We we really need to. We really need to, just buckle down, and keep our heads down, and just grind. But I don't know what. What would you What do you do 
if this rotation goes through this whole thing again this week. Michaelis does the same thing. Flaherty does the same thing. Monty looks good. I don't think um, there's any drastic measure we can take until at least a month in. I think we gotta we gotta kind of let the the kinks and the you know the the bends in our rotation kind of work themselves out and let pitchers kind of get a rhythm going, get it figured out, get it dialed in. It is the beginning of the season still. We just gotta have faith that these guys are gonna they're gonna figure it out. It's just a matter of time and and some repetition. You know, I think four or five starts in, that's when we're really gonna start seeing pitchers. Get into form a little bit. Just promote T. Kent's from uh, Peoria. Yeah, do yeah, that. single A to the big league. <laughs> I'm, I, I mean, I've seen crazier things. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, um, I just well, hope I don't have to switch off the TV this week because can't. But uh, got to keep. You know, going. I'm. A, you know, I'm gonna keep a positive mood this week. I'm finally gonna be able to come home. So. That'll that'll keep my positivity up. I'll get to see a Carl game next week. So that is exciting stuff. Yeah. Zach will be but, home uh, soon. We will have a uh, a lot easier of a recording schedule. But to follow us along, Zach, drop the Instagram. It'll be Bush League official underscore. Bush League official underscore for the Instagram. Our Twitter is Bush underscore League Pod. Once again, that's Bush underscore League Pod. And we have a question. Someone sent in a question to our official email where we are uh, taking your questions and answering them. Um, our email is bushleaguecardspod at gmail.com. Once again, that is bushleaguecardspod at gmail.com. Send us your questions. We'd love to answer them. Zach, this one comes from reoccurring question asker, Mr. Adam Gove. Shout out <laughs> my friend Adam. He asks, if the 2023 Memphis Redbirds were a major league team this season, how many games would they win? That's a great question. Mm. I I think if you picked up our Memphis Redbird team, which consists of three or four former MLB pitchers, guys who have been in the Cardinals rotation for an extended amount of time. You've got hitters that had to be cut from the major league squad, and and their starting lineup is fielding a lot of major league poten- potential big leaguers. You know, they're 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 no pushover. If you look at their uh, if you look at their roster right now, roster's good. Their roster is really good. They've got. Um, Dakota Hudson, uh, like we talked about, uh, Matthew Liberatore, uh, and then obviously Mason Wynn, uh, some of these guys that, you know, Matt Kaperniak, guys that competed in the World Baseball Classic. So, I mean, there are no pushover. With all that being said, I still think they they lose 100 games. Yeah, I was gonna, well, I was going to have them like 72 wins. 72 wins? Yeah. So you'd have him go 72 and 90? Yeah. I'd say, man, I don't know. I'd like to think that our minor league system is good enough to hold another major league team, but well, it depends it on what, what so division you put them in. Be a big league. See what? See, well, I guess well, if you I just guess put them you in just the central. Them in the, yeah, you just throw them in the central and they compete with the same schedule as everyone else. 
if you essentially if you took the Cardinals, if you took away the Cardinals as a as a team and you slot in the Memphis Redbirds, the Redbirds play the Cardinals schedule with the the players that they have mm. on the, the team. Um, I think they win sixty games. No, mm. I'll be a little more real. I'd say sixty six games, just barely break a hundred losses. Yeah. Is Yepes considered a triple-A guy, or do you want his... Uh, yeah, yeah. any guys that competed in triple-A last year and this year, Jordan Walker included, I'd say 66 games. I'm going to stick to my gun. I think, I think they're going to 72. Well, the, the, I'm just best part is, the best part is we'll never know. But realistically, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think they'd be competitive. I just, I don't know. I think there is such a step between being a big leaguer and a minor leaguer. Like I, I just think there's a there's a massive gap between the best player in AAA and the worst player in the MLB. Yeah, you do you do hear that a lot, especially with other sports like um, guys who play SEC football. Right. Um, I hear a lot of guys who they'll play at Alabama and then. They go to the NFL and they're like, it's a completely different animal. Right. But uh yeah, I mean I don't personally I I don't know. Well, a great Maybe. question nonetheless. An, another engaging question. Thank you, Adam. Send us more questions. We love questions. We'll just answer we'll we maybe we'll just make this a segment of Adam's question of the week. I kind of like <laughs> so uh, but other people please send in questions. We love answering questions. Thank you again. Zach, final thoughts. What are your thoughts going into this week of Cardinals baseball? Man, just don't leave any more people on base, please. <laughs> please score runs. I'm begging you. Maybe, maybe it's, it's this Newt. Maybe Newt's like, a, like a, some kind I of – he's the, he's the energizer bunny, dude. He gets the team going. Maybe he's like – Got to have him out there. It's like the Kyber crystal. like. Everybody <laughs> just feeds off of him in the force. Maybe get back know. soon, man. Adam Wainwright. I never didn't think I was going to say that this year. That we need Adam Wainwright in this rotation. Yeah. It, we do. Badly. We do right now. We really do need Adam Wainwright in our rotation. Is there a, which is hilarious? Is there, is there an estimate when he's back? He threw his second bullpen today. They said it was like thirty-five pitches. Said he had no mm-hmm. problems with the like the groin that caused the injury in the first place, um, but they said they were going to reevaluate his timeline. So I'd imagine in the next week or so, probably. I think it's he's on the fifteen day, and we're on day ten right now. Ten or ten or eleven. So probably two weeks. Yeah, I would say a week or two at, at the very least. Who else is on the IL? We got DeYoung. DeYoung, um, he's doing his rehab assignment. Um, Palm Beach. Right. No, they moved it to Memphis. He's doing his oh, uh, he's doing his rehab right. in Memphis. So sounds like he's closer than uh, than we thought. But hopefully, um, the Cardinals will just DFA Kisner and Motter will be our backup catcher, emergency backup. They were talking about that whenever uh, Contreras went down there. Like, yeah, Motter's Motter's uh, caught a few caught one bullpen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> great. Yeah, or starting. Uh, could ha- potentially have a backup catcher who's never caught. <laughs> God. Um, and then who else? Who just went down? Uh, Forearm strain? Uh, Packy. Packy is hurt. 
they they oh, called yeah, up Cabby. Right? Yep, Cabby's back up. He he pitched today too. Uh, I think he threw mm-hmm. like two thirds of an inning. So mm-hmm. uh, get well soon, all of our guys, except for DeYoung. Take your time, sweet baby boy. We will not rush. You. <laughs> oh my god! But Man, that I concludes. Run. That concludes the podcast, Zach. Get home soon. Get home safe. We will see you in St. Louis here soon. Everyone uh, tweet out Zach. Tell him we're happy to have him back in St. Louis. But we're out of here. Sweet.